Welcome to the Conscious Lifestyle Living Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Amanda. And this is the place where we explore the endless possibilities of our divinity through the experience of our humanity. Join us as we laugh, cry, and show our human side while we practice the embodiment of our divine potential. Do, 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 do. They're both working. Are they? Are they working? Back again. Okay. Here we are. Both mics working today. I know. Sometimes it takes us a minute, you guys. We're still figuring out this whole technology thing. So, hello, everyone. How's, how is everyone doing today? Well, I'm feeling pretty good. I know. Okay. So, you guys, today we're going to be talking about something a little differently. Um... And it has been a part of our personal development journey, our spiritual journey, our growth journey, whatever words you want to use for that, our ascension journey, whatever, you know, words you want to use for that. But we're going to talk a little bit today about faith transition. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's something that's been going, that there's a lot of people that are... Well, we've, we've noticed it. it a lot in, you know, in the communities that we're connected to, both mm-hmm. like our, our physical community there's a lot of that happening um and also some of our global community happening it's Mm -hmm. happening in um and you know there's there's lots of different faiths uh Mm -hmm. religions um and and so we're not you know michelle and i have our own personal experience with with the religion that we grew up in so we're going to be drawing from some of that and it's not to negate um anybody else's um, anybody else's own experience or like, we're just going to be speaking from the place that we, we like what we got to experience and what we got to move through. And, um, and really our journey of coming to know God, like the, the, you know, the God that, um, really feels true for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that she says, like, yes, we had a faith transition in our particular faith. And it was really, regardless whatever faith, if you were in the faith or not in a faith, a faith transition can be anything of coming from, like, what is it you spiritually believe? And this was ours really, for me and Amanda, we've talked about it, us kind of try, coming up and finding what God means to us. Mm-hmm. What's our connection to God? And so if you're in that spot and you feel like you're starting to feel some of those things, this will, um, we're going to kind of just start... Diving into some of the things of like what comes up, why are things like why do things feel crazy? And you guys, I'll be honest, faith transition was one of the hardest things. It was a doozy. It was probably I will say of everything that I've been through, and I've talked about it, like an eating disorder. I've been through a divorce. Like a faith transition was by far. The I sometimes forget thing. about your divorce, Michelle. I, I was only married for ten months. I guess you could probably think less of me or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was a very amazing. You guys. We can go. We'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll later, do one of those. But later. one of yeah. We'll, but we'll, one of the biggest gifts I've ever had was um, my marriage and divorce. So well, that'll be that'll be a later topic. That's a good podcast. one. I'm taking a note right now mm-hmm. of adding that to the lineup. I know because I mean we both been through divorce. Yeah, yeah, we have. Does, does that make us bad people? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Do you want to know what that made me a friggin' awesome person? Yeah, it was the same thing for me. That yeah. was a big thing. And yes, okay. Growing off topic, back to faith transition. Bring it in, girls. Bring it bring in, it bring it in. in. Okay, so if you are someone who is going through a faith transition right now, maybe you've been raised in religion and that has been your framework for your entire life and now you're starting to question things. First mm-hmm. off, I want to say like, hey, it's okay if it feels messy. 
mm-hmm. if it feels scary, mm-hmm. if you don't know which way is up. Yep. Like, when I say that this was the hardest thing that I had ever been through, you guys, there was a point in time where I felt like my foundation was completely decimated, where it was like I didn't even have a sliver of a stick to be able to rebuild with. Yeah. Faith transitions are really hard, and especially um, in the faith that we came out of. We came out of um, Mormonism, LDS. I really want to be respectful. I'm not quite sure. Is it? It's the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I believe is what they, is like. Yeah. yeah. So that, it's, it's been about six, six, almost seven years now for me. Um, similar Not, 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 not as quite long. as long for me. Um, yeah. Probably about, let's see, probably about four years, three, three and a half, no, four years. It'll be four years mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And you guys, I, I did a video. It's um, on my Facebook. We can link where you can see it if you want to see my full story about the whole thing coming off because I'm not going to go into all the nitty-gritty details in this. But if you're wanting to see that, you can go, um, we can link, um, put the link in somewhere so you can find it. But, okay, so it's been about seven years for me. And I know for me when I very first started questioning is there was just something in my soul that said, Hey, guys, I was really unhappy. And here's the deal. Guys, I was a type of person where you tell me what to do and I will follow it to a T. What are the mm-hmm. rules? How do we play this game? And I will not only and play the you, game, you I'll also do the very go, best so way. So here's the thing. And you also go all in. That's actually one of the mm-hmm. things. It's a quality about Michelle that I absolutely love is that when she makes a choice, she goes all in with that choice. And mm-hmm. she will experience it and she will explore it to its absolute fullest. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's me in trouble. And I learn some things. So it's like, oh, okay. your mom, Your mom loves that about you. Oh, man. I think, you guys, I think I have been my mom. Mom, I love you if you're listening to this. And <laughs> she will even say, like, I have been her greatest teacher. And... Probably the biggest pain in her butt. Yeah. So, you know, most the challenging, most challenging child award goes to Michelle. For sure. All those mothers out there that have challenging children, oh, talk to my mom. She will have stories to tell you. Well, and just as like a little um, sneak peek, we we also have um, brought our moms into the studio mm-hmm. and done uh, some recordings with them about this as well. So... If there are some moms, I want to say, like, if there are some moms or some parents or even some people that, um, whose loved ones are questioning their faith, because my, my parents are still super solid, um, in their, in their, you know, where they stand with religion and in the religion that I, that I grew up in. And you want to know what you guys, my relationship with my parents now is better than what it's ever been. And so if you're someone who on either side of whatever this, you know, there's lots of different sides to this experience with faith transition or faith expansion or faith crisis, because sometimes it feels like a freaking crisis. It felt like a freaking crisis. Um, Oh, we're going to have a couple of, you know, episodes that follow up this one, um, where we do bring in specifically with our parents. You can see how Mm -hmm. that dynamic went. Yeah. And you guys, so for me, like when it first came in, I got to the point, I was 30 years old, and I was like, I have done this my entire life. And like Amanda said, I do. I go all in. And I, guys, I've been a curious soul since I was little. Like I remember being eight years old, and I've always had this connection to God. Not that I even really knew what it was, but I was like, oh, man, I just like want to serve God. I know there's like a big purpose here for me, whatever that gets to be. And because I was raised in a religious family, which I also want to say I was very grateful for, like I'm very grateful for the way that I was the foundation it gave mm. me, um, I was like, okay, I'm going all in with God. And I only knew what was presented. presented. Like, okay. Yeah. What was presented to me at the time was religion, and it was the Mormon faith, and 
it gave me an amazing framework in so many aspects. And I know sometimes when people have faith transitions, it's very common, and I can't even say I didn't go here, but usually sometimes when people start to transition out, that it's, oh, that church is bad, that church is wrong, and I gotta do everything I can to let everybody know that this is bad and this is wrong. Mm-hmm. You guys, it for me gave me an amazing foundation to be able to see like, oh, okay, there were beautiful things that that religion gave me. Amazing structure. It kept me safe from not really experimenting in a lot of crazy things that I could have been doing at a younger age with like drugs and sex and drinking. Not saying if people who do that, it's bad. I just know for me, I think I had enough mental stuff going on and emotional stuff going on that you didn't putting those add, craziness into the mix. Adding that into the mix would wouldn't have, been have helped. So it, intense. So it gave me a beautiful framework to be able to keep myself safe in some aspects Mm -hmm. and I did interpret some of the teachings very fear-based oh my gosh God's gonna be angry at me or I'm gonna be bad and I do and I don't want to say that 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 is the teaching of religion but it's very easy I found that religion does have a fear-based thing again I'm not I don't I'm not out here saying that it's religion's fault and they shouldn't do it you guys I truly believe that most people are good Mm -hmm. and everyone's trying their very best to figure things out But, okay, so coming in, like, 30 years old, okay, you guys, I had, when I said all in, I had served the mission for my church. I had gotten married, briefly, (laughs) in the temple. (laughs) I had worked in the temple. Like, I'd gone all in, and I remember thinking, I was like, I had a conversation with my mom one day, and I was telling her, Mom, I'm just a sad person. And she looks at me, she's like, what? I'm like, yeah. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. I have, like, this black hole inside Mm -hmm. of me. And I can put a cover of happy over it and I can pretend, but I'm, I'm just a sad person. And she just like looks at me and she's like, no, you're not, Michelle. I'm like, you don't get it, Mom. You don't get it. You don't know the darkness I feel inside. And then, like, you know, cue the music for darkness, my old friend. Like, you know, and my head <laughs> starts going on. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> you guys, there was just something inside of me that no matter what, I had interpreted the teachings that I had been taught that there was a line of enough and no matter what I did, I was never going to hit it. That line kept moving. It kept, no matter how much I went to it, it was like in my mind, I could never hit that. Yeah. And some of the teachings that I had in religion made me think that it's like, oh, well, I have to hit this line in order to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I remember at 30 years old being like, I was actually very, very fortunate. I have a father who is like the most unconditionally loving man ever. And I remember like, no matter what I did, he's like, Michelle, I love you. We'll figure it out. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. Like, we'll figure it out. And so I remember being like, how is it that I have this heavenly father that is supposed to be greater than any earthly father that I ever had, but he's constantly judging me. He's constantly trying to make it so I have to, like, you know. Earn earn his love or earn his acceptance or earn my my worthiness to be with him again Mm -hmm. someday. Um yeah. There's like an earning. Well, at least that's what it was for me, an earning aspect. And that's exactly how it felt like to me too. It's like no matter what I did, I had to earn God's love. And there was something inside is like, Michelle, do you really think that right. that's how I am? And I remember thinking that and I was like, God, and guys, I almost kind of get emotional because this was like a big deal for me. I was like, I, I was grateful that no matter what I was doing, if I was questioning, I always felt like I had a connection to God, source, whatever you want to call it. That would be like, hey, do you really think that's how I am? Is that what you really think? And I felt like God would use my experiences to be like, hey, look, if your dad's that loving, don't you think I'm better? Or don't you think I could at least match that? And I was like, hey, you know what? It got to a point where I couldn't give anymore. Like I had nothing left to give. And I'm like, if I can do this much and I can still feel this empty, 
either life sucks and I feel like I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm naturally just more of an optimistic person, which I'm grateful for. And I naturally have a little bit more of like, I just have a natural inclination to disbelieve. And I'm like, okay. I was like, okay, God, if this feeling I have and like the impressions I'm getting is you, you're going to have to show me something different and I'll, whatever it is. Like that was kind of like me throwing my arms in the mm-hmm. air. I'm like, it has to be better this because I can't keep living like this. Yeah. My rock bottom was just have giving it my all for 30 years. And there were some things and aspects of my divorce. Like if you want to go listen to my story, I talk about it. There were some very poignant things that happened that showed Michelle, are you ready to come to me? Are you ready to have a relationship just with me? And I remember it was like, I did, I had some experiences with some leaders. I had some other personal experiences. Like my divorce led me to the be like, I'm all in. Like this to me is like, this is kind of my rock bottom. Like, I want to feel connected because I can't, I can't imagine a loving father would want me to feel this sad. And so then at that point, it was like, okay, well, where do I go then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there was like a kind of, I don't even want there's a little bit of a liberation feeling when you're going to like, okay, I want to know for myself. And there is massive fear. Because all of a sudden now, my spiritual relationship was on me. Yeah. Because I think there's sometimes like in religious aspects where it's kind of nice. Oh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And if it doesn't work, I'm putting that. that hey, they, it's there's the one that told me. So it's a super great scapegoat, mm-hmm. right? And I I recognize that you know looking back, you know, Michelle and I we've talked about this before. There were there was um, you know laws of the land to govern myself by. And then there were also these guidelines within religion that really made it super easy for me to make decisions because they had already made my decisions for me, right? You didn't have to think about it. I didn't even have to think about it. I just got to like show up and do the checklist. Mm -hmm. And I realized, and you guys, I was a super good checklister. That's part of the reason why I was so, um, so for me, why I felt so empty and why I felt so sad and why religion didn't work for me is because I don't think I was necessarily using religion the way that religion maybe, in theory, was designed to be. Mm-hmm. I really do have a belief that religion is designed to help bring us to God. And for me, it just brought me to a checklist that even if I did a perfect same thing, it, it wasn't enough. And the results in my life were showing me that it wasn't enough. Which then I just made it mean that, dang it, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Which I think any times, like, when you have an organization, it's really easy for people to look to the organization or the thing that's holding it instead of what it's actually doing. Because I can't remember, you guys, I'm sorry, I wish I knew exactly who said it, but it's an Eastern saying where it talks about how people will go and they want to experience having this tea ceremony, and they'll go and have the tea. And the ceremony is about the tea, but people get so consumed with the pot. And the, like, the teapot that it's carrying in, like, well, is it right? Is it the right color? That they miss the experience of the tea, which is exactly, I think, that sometimes happens in religion. That's what I did. Yeah. That, that, was, that was totally what it was for me. And, and I also have gotten to come to the point, I was that one. So Michelle, Michelle's, you know, transition was, um, I love it because the whole premise of hers was like, God, I want to find you. Yeah. Like, God, I want to know you. Mine... Uh, you know that you know that group of people that Michelle talked about at the beginning of the podcast, where that it was really like angry. that were really angry and really hurt, um, and left because it was pain induced. So that was my experience, yeah. right? Um, and maybe we go into that a little bit later. But um, 
And so even, even in this, there's, there's lots of different ways to transition, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's pain will push until the soul calls, calls you forward, yep. right? So for mine, it was very much so a pain pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not negating, Michelle, I know yours was super painful. I'm not saying you didn't experience pain. I'm so offended. Oh my gosh, my friend just hurt my feelings. <laughs> right? But every time I hear, it's so funny because every time I hear Michelle's story about like what her driving factor was, like it was because she simply wanted, who she simply wanted to know God. And I used to try and say, oh yeah, that was mine too. Yeah, no, guys, that was not mine. That was, I... I, I wanted mine to be like Michelle's because it was way more holy. Like, because <laughs> I was just so sad inside. I'm like, I can't be this empty because it's like, if I got to live life like this, I'm taking myself out. Like, yeah. I can't do this. And, <sighs> and so there's, um, it's so fascinating how all of us have like our own unique experience, our own unique, like the way I interpret it. So I, I've come to a place where I know I don't get to blame a religion. I don't get to blame parents I don't get to blame a world I don't get to blame my friends I don't get to blame ancestors for any of the stuff that's showing up in my life and you guys you want to know what coming to that realization sometimes sucky yeah there's been times like can I please it's it's been such a journey so like for me I'm in this place where it's like yeah I don't blame religion for any of that it was all my own personal interpretation that I took on yes there was a container held and there were teachings that were taught but the way that I related to them was in a way that I needed to do the checklist so that I could make it to heaven, mm-hmm. so that I could make it to God. It was more of a, I got to prove that I'm good. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing that from the time I was a little, little girl. Mm-hmm. And I did it, I did it really, like, to the best of my ability. And well, and I think that's like exactly, like, a little bit how, like, religious design is. Like, okay, hey, like, you're wanting to teach these good habits that, like, are essentially trying to take you to God. But one of the things, too, is, like, you guys, we're all so different. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that me and Amanda have come to learn for ourselves and that we try to help other people, like, they come to us with teachings. Is like, you guys, we're going to give you ideas, and guess yeah. what? They could abs- None of them might work for you, yeah. or all of them might work, or maybe just two of them might work. Yeah. But it's your responsibility to find out what is your path to God. Exactly. And, like, just like my path to God looked completely different than Amanda's. Hers was, you know, like she said, is like with this more painful thing. Me is like I'm empty inside, and like I just have this feeling there's a God out there, and I want to know who the, who you are. Uh-huh. But it still took us on the path that was going to be best for us. So if yep. you're on a t- side and you're saying I don't relate with either of you guys, right? Hands in the air. We're like celebrating you. It's awesome, but you're still aware that there's something that's shifting for you. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And having it look differently, I think that's one of the things that sometimes makes it hard in religion especially when people are coming out of it, is that sometimes religion, in particular ones, it's a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. This is the way that we do it. These are the rules. This is how you play. This is how you can be a part of this place, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely respect. I think if people want to create something and say, these are the rules to play in this container, I 100% want to Totally respect that, that. Yeah. yeah. And I think my big thing is, I just felt like God wanted me to get to know him and it was just me, well, and I say him because that's just, I'm not going to say that I 100% know exactly, like, oh, God is this. Like, so if you're saying God's not a man, because I'm not even, I can't even debate or have an opinion on that one. <laughs> to me, though, having a father in the sky, like, not that he's even in the sky, it's just really comforting to me. So that's the way that's very easy for me to relate to him. Um, but I think that regardless of what path you take, God, source, universe wants you to have a personal relationship. Yep. Absolutely. Where it gets to be you and them. And I think that's where sometimes 
in religion, it gets hard because it's like, how do you have, if you're trying to say, well, this is the path, but it, it looks differently for everybody. Yep. You guys, even down to like the food you eat, some people are allergic to some things. Medicine, why isn't one medicine works for all? Why We are so different physically. Mm-hmm. Why would you think that it wouldn't be different emotionally? Why wouldn't and, you think? And even spiritually. And spiritually, it's like right? we're so different. And there's different things that we need. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's coming out in a faith transition is realizing it is a little bit scary because guess what? You don't. It, when you're starting to transition and you're starting to figure out what you believe, which I think absolutely everybody, per, every person should go through this. Everyone, even if it takes you right back to where you started, everyone should have the experience of figuring out what do I believe, why do I believe it, and does this work for me? Yeah. Because that is like that piece of coming to know yourself, coming to know where do you fit in this whole big game of everything that's going on, this world life experience. And do you want to be connected to something more than just yourself? Do you want to be connected to something higher and greater? And maybe you don't. And guess what? That is just fine. Mm -hmm. Some people pull out of religion like, I don't even believe that a God exists. You guys, I get it. I was there. I got to a point where I was atheist for a whole 30 minutes. (laughs) And I will say I am wired. I will, like my my family even says like Michelle, you're just like more wired to be spiritual. And I get it. Some people are like that's just something that has always been very comforting to me. But it's like going through those periods. Like, do you even believe that there's anything out there? Yes or no? But starting to look at some of this stuff, going through some of the pain, because I think also some of the pain of faith transition is being like, wait, I did this for how long? Yeah. Like sometimes it's like that's a hard one to have to be. Yeah, that's a hard one sometimes to have to come to when it's like I have been doing this for 30 years and I don't even know if I believe it I don't well and I don't know if I believe it and and then underneath that it's like and who I don't even know who I am right because I had identified my whole so this was part of what was so painful is that my whole identity had been wrapped up in my experience of religion Mm -hmm. which again I'm super grateful that my parents raised me in a religious um, home they did a dang good job. And, um, and again, it's, it was, I took on beliefs about myself and about the experiences that I had that, um, in some regards actually created more separation for me with Mm -hmm. God than actually bringing me to God. And so even though I went out guns Mm blazing, I mean, I did it relatively quiet. I wasn't one of the ones that was like on social media posting. Like I'm so grateful that people. I I I I wasn't. It was a really gut wrenching, harrowing experience that was quite. um, It was something that was kind of held behind closed doors for me, and and then just you know my intimate. It wasn't like I was um, this activist. Mm -hmm. Um, That wasn't my path, but my um, my path was. It was one where I, when I left, I left because of hurt, not because I felt inspiration to move. Mm-hmm. It was because this hurts too much. I can't keep doing this hurt anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and part of that was just because I was so deeply disconnected. Yeah. So this is going to be a um, multiple part series. Yes. So um, that's just a little bit of a taste and a flavor of kind of why we started to leave reasons behind it mm-hmm. and some of like and the big thing is like you guys like finding that connection to whatever it is for yourself like ultimately yes me and amanda had different reasons why we left but it kind of came down to that same thing it's like yep, you got to came... decide who who is god and why are we gonna con- and why do we want to connect yep 
And what does that get to look like for us? And guys, it looked differently. It totally looked differently. Yeah. So we're going to go into yep, our next, next episode. will be all about that. The next part, the connection piece. Um, like how do you connect to God? What does that look like? And um, kind of giving a little bit. If you listen to our podcast, you know this is what this what we do is having, here's an idea, but what are some steps and some things that you can actually do? Because I know when I'm on something, I'm like, give me something tangible. What yeah, can yeah, I do? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to kind of dive a little bit more into how to connect to God, what does that even look like, and some steps and things that we have done that have helped us on that. So tune in to the next podcast, and we'll dive into that. If you are wanting more information or to see what we are up to, Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at the Sophrenic Collective. Have an amazing day.